is from uh, 1951, and it is the uh, first Yitzchak of Brengen the Rebbe gave after he accepted the leadership of uh, of Lubavitch. The Rebbe, um, on the day before Yitzchak, after Mincha, of course we don't say Tachman today in Mincha, no. so the Rebbe said the preparation to Yitzchak the Rebbe wanted to prepare this and something came up that day and he had to go help someone or visit someone in the hospital or something like that? Nothing. That's Azazach. I don't know. It's the preparation of the skills by not saying Tachm. What's the emphasis of not saying Tachm? That's about taking, about Surmeira. The preparation of the skills not saying Tachm is relevant to the idea of turning away from evil, letting go of something that's not supposed to be there. But in order that the preparation of the Kislev should be also in the positive, it's worthwhile that we should say L'chaim now, meaning after Mincha, before the Kislev, we should sing a song, we should dance, as preparation for L'chaim. God willing, you know what to do it tonight after Mincha. May it be Hashem's will, they were concluded then after Mincha, that this should be a good beginning for a new year regarding the ways of L'chaim, etc. Okay. And now we're going to uh, go into the Fabrengan itself of that night, Yitzchizl. Mem Gimel, 43. In the famous letter of the Alter Rebbe about Yitzchizl, the Alter Rebbe writes, I need, I'm going to announce that on this day that God created for us, the day Yitzchizl, uh, while I was reading Tehillim, I was reading the verse, God redeemed my soul in peace, and before I began the very next verse, I left in peace from the God of peace. And that's the reason that among the discourses of Chassidus that we're sending to Kislev, there are a lot of them that start with the words, God redeem my soul in peace. The previous Rebbe once said that our Rebbeim, when they would choose a title for their discourses, they wouldn't want to use a new title. They would only want to use a title that was said before them the title that the Alter Rebbe used, uh, or Rebbe before them. There are many kinds of beginnings for Maimar Mavitiskislev. For example, um, in the Mavmarash's, the Mitla Rebbe's explanations in the Zohar, there's a Maimar that begins with, God's ways are just. Um, and that's based upon a discourse that the Alter Rebbe said, Mavitiskislev, but there are many other discourses of the Kislev begin with the words, God, redeem my soul in peace. Because the Alter Rebbe said, as I said this verse, before I started the next verse, I was told I was released, it's clear that there's a connection between this verse and Yitzh Kislev. And this is especially accentuated and highlighted based upon the teachings of the Baal of Divine Providence. If he said that verse when he was released, of course that's relevant. As the previous Rebbe said in his discourse, that was just printed that year, 1951, um, about Itis Kislev, that Rebbe writes in that discourse that divine providence of Hashem extends in every detail of creation. And the previous Rebbe adds, in addition to the fact that everything that happens in the world, everything that exists in the world, is by divine providence, but more, divine providence, thank you very much. Divine providence is not just that things should happen. Divine providence is also the way that things should happen, right? 
So, so too in regards to what we're talking about, the fact that the Alter was redeemed when he said the words, God, give my soul in peace, when he said those words, that was the way he was redeemed, is by divine providence. In our discussion, we have to say that there's divine providence even if we wouldn't have learned what the Baal Shem Tev taught. Baal Shem Tev taught that divine providence extends to all, to regular people, to animals, to to uh, but to rocks, to, to, to leaves. But before the Baal Shem Tev, uh, the Maimonides, he introduced divine providence exists to tzaddikim, especially leaders of Jewish people. Um, someone gave an analogy to explain the way that Maimonides explains divine providence. Uh, Maimonides basically said that regarding um, uh, other creatures, not not tzaddikim, so the divine providence is more about their species. Um, for example, uh, let's let's say rice is not sold by the um, by the like diamonds. Diamonds are sold by each diamond is sold individually, but rice is sold by the pound. So in a similar way, the, the divine providence that extends to all, to all creatures, according to Maimonides, is only about the general species. That's what Maimonides said. Um, and the Alshantim introduced the divine providence is also by each, every blade of grass and every in, inanimate creature. And the Altarebbe brought many proofs that the Alshantim's opinion is correct, as we're discussing in Shabbos. The Altarebbe... Um, no, that, that's, that's not about divine providence, as far as I know. Baal Shem Tov is one introduced to my providence. But I do want to say that the Mitla Rebbe, um, the Rebbe explains that it's not that the Maimonides disagreed with the Baal Shem Tov. It's that there's something called Hashgacha Nalemis, that the divine providence isn't open and clear. When, when Maimonides says that divine providence does not extend to each creature, it doesn't mean that it doesn't extend to each creature. What he means is that by Tzaddikim, the divine providence is more open and clear, it's more revealed. By, by each creature's divine providence, but by Tzaddikim, it's, it's more revealed. So the Alter actually proved from the Gemara, Bible and Yerushalmi, that the Vakshantiv is, is correct. One proof he has is from, there's many other proofs, but just, just to share a few. The, uh, the Gemara says that when, when Rabbi Shimba Yochai was trying to escape from the Romans, he went into a cave, so he was in the cave for 13 years, and when he left the cave, he wasn't sure whether he should go back home or he should find out what's going on with the Romans. So when he left the cave, he saw a hunter trying to uh, shoot a bird. And every time the hunter shot an arrow, and the arrow missed, right before the arrow was shot, he heard an, an announcement in heaven, Dimus. Dimus means mercy. He is watching over each bird. Certainly Hashem is watching over me, and I don't have to worry what the Romans are going to try to do, because I'm in God's hands. That's a proof from Babylonian Talmud that there's divine providence even on every, um, on every bird. There's also a proof from the Jerusalem Talmud uh, it says about Rabbi Yechanan that Rabbi Yechanan once observed a bird uh, coming down from heaven and uh, going into a lake and 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 and, and eating a fish. My bird is that? Uh, Paris. Yes, it's a Japanese bird. It's got a ring on its thing, and I can't remember the name of it. Hebrew word is a shalach. Anyways, so. So the imagine, you know, a missile, you know, being aimed from heaven. Imagine a plane aiming at, at, at one fish. You know, not, not, not the pool of fish, there's one fish, and that fish, that fish on the left, that fish, it's time for that fish's life to end. So Be'echen exclaims, your judgment is in the depth of the, of the sea, 
that Hashem desires each fish what's going to happen to that fish. So that's that's what the author proves the, 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 that the Baal Shem Tev is correct, and not just that you know, Shem is correct, but that's also what Manis must have meant as well. And what Manis is only saying is that the divine providence isn't revealed. Um, as the Ramam says elsewhere... Pelican. Uh, pelican? Yeah. Thank you. The, fast, the fastest uh, bird is a pelican falcon, right? Peregrine. Peregrine falcon. Uh-huh. Okay. So anyways, getting back to um, this Mimer, Pad Vashalem, so the fact that the the Alter Rebbe um, chose to that shows the fact that Hashem chose to uh, redeem the Alter Rebbe uh, after he said that verse indicates that there is a strong connection between his redemption and and this verse. Um, the, the reason why Maimonides says that tzaddikim are treated not like rice but like diamonds is because because everything that happens to the tzaddik affects a lot of people. As the conclusion of the verse is, God redeemed my soul in peace from those who were against me, because the many were with me. Um, King David, when he said that verse, he was referring to how many people prayed for me, and also how his lot affects a lot of people. So too, the Alter Rebbe's redemption affects all the Jewish people, so therefore it, it's certainly, certainly by divine providence, even without knowing the teaching of the Baal Shem. So, um, so that's the um, uh, connection between that verse and his redemption must be a connection. And then the, at that point in the Fabringen, Rebbe began a discourse explaining this, uh, this verse, maybe one at another time. And, uh, and he said that this, this discourse is based upon many discourses of Chassidus that this uh, verse has been uh, 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 explained. Okay. Then Rebbe continues after the discourse. And he said, Regarding this verse, God be my soul in peace, our sages said, all those who are involved in the study of Torah, all those who are involved in kindness and pray with the minion, God says about them, I consider what they're doing as if they're redeeming me and my children from the Gentiles. So that verse is, that, that teaching of the sages, um, is not only talking about doing kindness in the physical sense, but also being involved in doing kindness in the spiritual sense. Bringing a person not just to this world, but bringing him to the world to come, automatically to this world. In other words, by bringing a person, helping a person spiritually, you help him physically as well. I just, I just, I just a letter to the Rebbe yesterday. The Rebbe writes to um, someone that um, he's looking to enhance his uh, financial means, Nebus says to him basically that there's not much you can do to enhance your financial means. In fact, there's not anything you could do. It says in the Torah, look, Hashem says, I'm give, I give you blessing. So all our physical blessings come from God. All you could do is look for spiritual, your spiritual parnas, your spiritual livelihood. And when you look for your spiritual livelihood, your spiritual livelihood is the strongest vessel, the strongest channel of physical blessing as well. So, um, so by, by focusing on what's in which it is in our hands, our spiritual um, livelihood, that, that brings also to our physical ones. So the Rebbe says over here, you help a Jew spiritually and bring him to the world to come, you're also going to help him in this world as well. This is especially relevant to Kislev regarding doing kindness in the realm of spreading the inner dimension of Torah, spreading the teachings of Chassidus. Those who merited, we're on line 18 of page Mdal, those who have merited and already studying Chassidus, they have to explain to other Torah scholars, many yeshivas, other students, even those students of Torah which are rich in Torah, 
The Gemara says that kindness is something that you give not just to poor people. Kindness, as opposed to tzaka, is to the poor and the rich. So even if there's someone who's rich in Torah, you have to explain to them, Ma'i Teresach says, what is Chassidus? Or Lahadish with name, to emphasize to them, Teresach says, and explain to them that Chassidus is not just meant for the most righteous people. Not just for a certain segment of the Jewish people. Rather, Chassidus is meant for all the Jewish people, because it's part of Torah. If you say about one verse, one word, if you say Moshe made that up, Maimonides says it's tantamount to saying you deny the entire Torah. Maimonides gives a person a certain title, negative title, um, a heretic, for saying that one word of the Torah is not, is not from, from God, it's from Moshe. So how much more so is this true regarding sections, segments of Torah? If you say, this part of Torah wasn't given by Meshach, all other parts of Torah, they're, they're, they're godly, but this part of Torah, there's a friend of people who, who, um, who don't understand the value, not used to, studying the inner dimension of Torah, like, okay, whatever, I, I, I learned the Gemara, I learned the Ramah, I don't have to consider this as Torah because this isn't really something I'm used to, and therefore they, they in their mind, they classify it as not Torah. In Yenzeh, Rebbe says, Yeshahaz b'cholim you have to explain this to all those who learn Torah, all those who know Torah. Shutim, those who are simple people don't require, don't ask questions, just tell them to get it. But those who are knowledgeable in Torah, especially yeshiva students, their way of study always is with back and forth, with, 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 with probing. So says you should explain this to them, and basically it was alluding to that it's not going to be an easy conversation. You're going to have to go back and forth, they're going to probe, they're going to challenge, they're going to want to understand, that's the way they're learning. You have to inspire them and that they should understand the great necessity of learning another section of Torah in a dimension of Torah teaching themselves. This is a unique way of doing kindness. The Alter Rebbe wanted that teaching the Chassidus should be for all the Jewish people. And he said that Chassidus has the relevance of the Jewish people, that all the Jewish people should study Chassidus. And since this is the ruling of the Alter Rebbe, whose day of joy we're celebrating, that's what he said, and that's what he ruled, certainly this is what's going to happen. As the Gemara Yushalmi says, where it says, that even if Hashem makes a decree, and a tzaddik decrees otherwise, Hashem says to the tzaddik, God says to the tzaddik, if I said something, you said something, what you said is going to happen, what I said is not going to happen. So, even if, um, even if Hashem made a decree, the tzaddik can annul God's decree with the tzaddik's decree. But not only that, but the Gemara says that when the sages of Israel were debating with Hebelezer about the oven, we discussed a few times, and the voice came out from heaven, the voice said that Hebelezer is correct, and the tzaddikim ignored it, and they said, no, we're not allowed to listen to the voice from heaven, 
and they ruled that they that they, they maintained their position about the oven. They then saw Elijah the prophet, and they asked Elijah, "What did God do when we said that we're not following the voice of heaven?" So Elijah said, "God smiled, and God said, "My sons won. My sons were victorious over me." It means God is happy by a tzaddik nullifying his decree. So if Alter made this rule, for sure this is something that that's going to happen. And Tzadik's ruling even can defy God's decree. And not only does Hashem allow that to happen, He's happy about it, and Hashem's joy breaks all boundaries. We see clearly the great success and expansion of all matters of Chassidus, and certainly all the Jewish people will eventually accept the path of Chassidus, because this is a, a path that is paved for everyone. So it's not anything that is missing, anything, it's, it's only missing time. because And the Gemara says, when something is going to happen, and just missing time, the Gemara says, halachically, it's, it's, it's as if it exists already. If something is going to happen for sure, and just time is what's missing, it, it's considered as if it happened. Nevertheless, we need to do Avedah Seven. We need to do the service. We need to show up as the servants of Hashem and to work in nature to help and inspire other Jews and to help them discover their connection to the teachings of Chassidus and so that it actually be, re- be manifested and be revealed. And we have to work in nature. This idea of working within nature is something that is relevant to the Alter Rebbe's imprisonment and redemption. As the famous story that we discussed a few weeks ago, how when the Alter Rebbe was on a ferry um, going to uh, another part of the prison, so the Alter Rebbe wanted to do Kiddush Lavana. They asked the, the captain of this ferry to stop. He didn't want to. And he's, he said the ferry has to continue going. And then all of a sudden this ferry, the, the ferry stops. And they couldn't move it. And when he saw he has no choice, the, the, then the captain agreed to Alter Rebbe's request. And he said to stop the ferry. And then the Alter Rebbe was able to do Kiddush Lavana. So the question is, the Alter Rebbe specifically waited for him to um, continue on, and then the Alter Rebbe asked him to stop again with, by his own accord. So if he was able to stop the ferry without the guy agreeing, as Alter Rebbe did before, the first time, why did he want the captain to specifically agree to stop the ship? So the previous Rebbe explains the reason is because God wants that a mitzvah should be done in the realm of nature specifically, as long as that's possible. And therefore... In order to influence this non-Jew that he should agree to stop the boat, the Alter didn't have a choice. He had to use miraculous means from to get that you're going, to, you're going to stop this boat one way or another, right? So, but in order to do the mitzvah kishavana, do that mitzvah beautifully, the Alter wanted that the that the captain should stop the boat naturally by him stopping the boat. What that means is, although the Alter is empowered by Hashem to be to rule over nature. Nevertheless, um, he still wanted that his mitzvah should be done in nature as much as he can to affect the nature of the world because the goal of our service of Hashem is that our value that should be revealed in the world that Hashem is is, is that the world itself is godly. That the Elohim is numerically equivalent to the word hatava nature that we want to reveal in the world, in nature, that nature is godly, 
that should be recognized and noticeable in nature itself, that it is Yudkei So to regarding ourselves. Although it's clear that Chassidus will be spread everywhere, as Altebur made that halachic ruling, that Chassidus is irrelevant to all the Jewish people, nevertheless, the desire of Hashem is that this, this, this promulgation and spreading of Chassidus should go according to nature. And therefore, it is demanded of the Chassidim, and especially the Shiva students, and especially um, uh, t- to spread the Chassidus to other yeshivas, to do kindness with other yeshiva students, uh, both those who are poor in Torah, both those who are rich in Torah, and to speak to them, and to speak to them, to explain to them what chassidus is, and the necessity of learning chassidus, so that, so that you should be successful to inspire them, that they should also connect to chassidus. And there is a uh, special um, message from the Alter Rebbe about how do this kindness. We get this from the Alter Rebbe's letter that he wrote after his uh, freedom. In the Alter Rebbe's, um, when the Alter was freed from prison, he wrote a letter, and that letter he explained that the, that the difference between the kindness of Kedusha, the kindness of Avram, and the kindness of the opposite of Kedusha, the kindness of Klippa, the kindness of Ishmael. The Alter Rebbe said that when a, when a person is experiencing God's kindness, he feel, he's feeling he's feeling God's embrace, so then, the closer you are with God, the more humble you feel. On the other hand, that when you feel like it's not coming from Hashem, so then the more kindness you experience, the more the more arrogant you become. Whereas when the discourse of uh, of of um, how we're learning about if you feel you deserve God's kindness, it also makes you more more uh, doesn't doesn't contribute to your humility. When you feel that Hashem is is being benevolent to you, and what you're receiving is a gift from Hashem. So the more you receive, the more more humble you are. So to regarding teaching and, and doing kindness with um, spreading chassidus. Um, when you give kindness to someone else, you could be like Ishmael. You could say, I'm going to give kindness to show everyone how rich I am, to show everyone how great I am. It says in Tanya, in the very first chapter, why don't Gentiles do kindness? To, in order to brag about their kindness. So, what do you give? If your point of, of giving kindness is to, is to brag, what do you give? You only give, you only give the, the, the tiniest bit. You only give what's extra. Because you want to show I'm so rich that even my extra is a lot. Um, what Yishmael does is that first of all, he uses money for his own needs perfectly. And after he has all of his own needs and there's something left over, so he also does stuff. He also does kindness. And he also gets... And, he's, and not only that, he's proud of that stuff that he does with the extra money he doesn't need. But the kindness of Avram is the opposite. That Avram doesn't give kindness from the leftovers. Avram makes himself, and he considers himself to be a leftover. Avram was kind to everyone. Avram did kindness even to the Arabs who prayed to dust their feet because of Avram's insignificance in his, of, of himself. Avram looked at himself as if he was dust and ashes. And because he looked at himself as so insignificant, uh, as, as something that, that's, that's left over, therefore he gave from all that he had, literally, not just extras. And he, gave it, and, and he didn't leave anything for himself, because everyone to Abram's eyes were more important than him. In other words, because 
of the nature of Avram's kindness, he had a, a, a feeling to give to others with a tremendous abundance, without any limits. And he put other people before him. Because he had considered himself to be dust and ashes. Regarding other people, he had a good eye and he saw them goodness. He saw the virtue of everyone. Even he saw these Arabs to be amazing people in Avram's eyes. So, so it's automatically understood regarding how much he gave. He didn't just give a little bit. He didn't just give what was left over. They also gave things that were very important, that were that were necess- necessary. Not only he thought they were necessary, but they actually were necessary. So it comes out the difference between the kindness of Yishmael and the kindness of Avram is the kindness of Yishmael is giving from the leftovers, and it makes you feel arrogant that you're giving this. And the, and the kindness of the Jewish people is to give from the things that are important to them. And how and how do they give? They don't give in a way of arrogance. They give in a sense in a way of humility. And so too regarding what we're talking about. When a chassid inspires himself to help another person, to make another person a chassid, if he's giving on the other person uh, just from the things that are left over, he, just, he, just, he doesn't give up his own primary resources, just gives from his leftover times, leftover money, that's the kindness of Yishmael. That's how the person says, don't do that. What's demanded from chassidim, especially from yeshiva students, is to give to another person from things that are important to you. Things that you think are are necessary, and not just you think they're necessary, but it's possible they are, actually are necessary. And there are nevertheless there are times that, that you don't have to think about yourself. There's a time that you don't have to look at yourself. Rather, to make an, to make an effort to help another Jew by doing kindness by teaching them chassidus. The main thing is The first mitzvah in the Torah is be fruitful and multiply. One chassid has to make another chassid. Be fruitful and multiply. Uh, so every student should make another student and should continue until die totally cause all the Jewish people to start learning the teachings of Chassidus and through this we'll have the perfection of Hashem's promise I, to be, I will be redeemed Hashem said and my children will be, be redeemed from among the Gentiles as a promise of Mashiach the Baal Shem the one Mashiach come when the teachings of Chassidus spread to the outside dramatically when every single Jew will spread the Chassidus in his own area in his own Dalamis and illuminate the outside so that, the, so that it should be full and permeated with these wellsprings, um, and these wellsprings will drown the the world, and it, the, the the world be drowned, so to speak, in the wellsprings of Chassidus. Through this, Mashiach will come. Amen. 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 Amen.